Welcome to Yelling About That Day. I am Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. Ghost. Fresh back from Florida. Yeah. I, I miss you. Did you? I yeah, I you did. did. I don't think you did. I was like, damn. I mean, look, you never really want to have to go to Florida. It's not optimal. No, you don't want to go to Florida. No, you don't want to go to Florida. It's more like yeah, yeah. the vibe. No, I, I mean, you know, we it's... It was uh, it was nice to see my in-laws. That's yeah, why you had to do family we shit. We did family stuff, and it was very very nice. They live in a nice home, and uh, you know, Serena and I, my wife, we were able to kind of uh, you know sneak away a little bit. We didn't, you know, didn't have to do a crazy amount of stuff. So you know, did you take advantage of like you know like the like some stone crabs, some fucking Florida delicacies, uh, fried we, alligator? I don't know. We had the we ate some some fish, or I ate some fish. Okay. It was like. They're like, it's the new grouper off the Gulf Coast. I forget what he called it, though. Sure. Like, I was just like, whatever. That sure. sounds good. Um, but the food scene out there, shocking. Just hold your breath. Right. Not great. Okay. <laughs> this is and, not like a major city. And, this is like and, a small. And very, very, very far behind. Okay. Well, you know, they're doing what they can. Obviously, um, you know, this is we're not, in, we're not talking about Miami here. We're not talking about a major urban center. You were kind of out in the... Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, there's there's an airport. I mean, there's stuff there. It's it's very, you know, it's very suburban. And, you know, it's like a mix of, like, retirees. And there's, like, some young people. Like, we went to the downtown area. We went to a bar. I'm not going to name it. Um, <laughs> but we went to a bar. And it was... You can absolutely name it. Was it. Like, uh, it was, like, um, 15 years behind. Like, bartender sure. had real big handlebar mustache, sure. suspenders. Was this, like, a craft cocktail bar? Sure. Okay. Let's just say they were trying to make. Let's it. just say like everything was dark wood. Right. It they was had like 2013. Like, like the the bar the bar was like really narrow and tall, and they had one of those like swinging like uh oh. like in a in a library like oh, a swinging, library ladder. Library so this ladder, was like yeah. a 2013 2014 cocktail bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, and I it was uh you know I made a a fine a fine martini. Um, no Fords though. No Fords. So Florida. Where's the Fords? Uh, shout out to the sponsor, yeah. Fords Gin. Uh, Young about that tape brought to you by Fords Gin, the cocktail gin, folks. Yeah, yeah. If they don't have Fords, you know it's not a quality establishment. I, I judge everything based on if it's Fords yeah. related or not. Yeah, I, I always ask for Fords, and then if I don't get it, I, I do a frown. Yeah. I let them, you know, I don't say anything, but I, re, I, I let you, them register you go, you go, my discontent. You go, hmm, mm, mm. no Fords. Mm. Let me think about this for a little and bit. And then I'm like, all right, then I move on. But you know, I let them know that they should have Fords. But you know you're in uh, you're in suburban Florida. You gotta take what you can get. Yeah, yeah I mean it was a, it was a lot of uh, a lot of Caesar salads I ate. In, uh, Why? Just because you can always get a Caesar salad. Because you can get a Caesar salad from anywhere, and mm. a lot of a pl- like we went to a place. It was like called like Coconut Jacks or something. Of like course, that, of course. I mean? Every place is called <laughs> it's, that. Uh, every place was Coconut Jacks or Coconut Jimmies. Um, <laughs> it's just coconut something. It's, it's coconut something. Right. Have oh, you been down to Coconut Frank's? Yeah. They got a pretty good Caesar salad. These we did. Days. We did do an air an airboat or fanboat tour. Oh, you got to do that. Everglades. You got to do. And that. it was called like that's um, the best part of Florida. It was called like Billy Billy Daddy's Coconut or something. Billy da- yeah, Coconut it was like Billy Jimmy Billy's or something like <laughs> like fun fanboat extravaganza. That sounds great. Um, well, that was really cool. But yeah, I mean, I know I had to be there. Sure. And while I was gone, you had yeah. to be well, at a food event that I was supposed to be at. Obviously. And I couldn't go to. Missed, very sad. You missed uh, one of the bigger food events of the social calendar. Of the decade. Of the it millennium. Was the, uh, the LA Times 101 Best Restaurant List Reveal Party. Um, they have about 30 people from the list there, you know. Yeah. 
you get uh, you get a little bite from each little stand. It's very fun. They hadn't done it, pre- you know. They had skipped the right, year because right, of COVID, right. obviously. So it was like the big return. Um, and they did it right. It looked like they did it right. They did it so right. I mean, obviously, you know, the list is uh, all our faves. Of course, it's got all the good shit on there. Um, you know, found oyster, all, of all, course. All our faves and one that we don't Right, like. exactly. Which no, we, it's, which we which won't name. We're not going to name names, but who they one are. of those 101s, mm, yeah. kind of felt like they could have stopped at 100, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, some of them are a little tacked on, but that's part of the game. No, <laughs> no like we had, you know, it was like Subaki's on there. Uh, found oyster be, on rightfully there. Rightfully so. Uh, just uh, a lot of great food. And uh, Burger King was there. They were flame brawling burgers. No, wrong. They are. I will say right up there with everybody. I will say um, there was there was great there was great food all around. Um, I I wanted to plug. I started a uh, a Patreon for the show. Right. So I did I did uh, some field. I was a man on the street. I did some field interviews while I was there. Like Billy on the street or whatever. You like running up to people, giving them a dollar, yelling in less aggressive. More of a. We actually set up a recording booth in like a back room. It was more of like a boiler room, really. Uh, And then like, hey, do you guys want to talk about food? Come into my boiler room. I was with. Uh, You're not gonna get murdered. I was with top ten guest and fellow food podcaster Dan Adute, and uh, me and Dan talked to some of the chefs there. We ran around, we drank a bunch of wine. So if you wanna listen to that, uh, go to www.patreon.com/yappod, and uh, you know you can sign up for the Patreon and get some exclusive content. There's some other stuff on there too. Shirtless Carl calendar. Mm-hmm. We're working on it. It's not there yet. So there's three different tiers. You know, you got your $3 tier. That's your cheapest tier. Poor. You You're got poor. your $5 a month tier, and then you got your $10 a month tier. It's like going to the world's worst car wash. So for $5 <laughs> a month, if you sign up for that, I will give you my phone number. Wow. And you can text me for restaurant recommendations. Do not abuse this. This is – I'm giving you a sacred trust. I'm giving you my personal information. My, my advice would be to abuse it like crazy. Look, I'm not saying I won't pull that. I'm just saying, if like you abuse dis- it, like when you discover your dick at 11 years old, like just, just really, <laughs> just really put it to work, man. No. Really, just put it Do to work. Do not treat texting me for restaurant recommendations like discovering your penis when you're 11. That is the wrong way to approach it. I'm just gonna get all my buddies to do this, and they're just gonna be like, "So, what is your order at Burger King?" It's okay. gonna be all Burger King related. Well, you know what? Content. If someone, if someone messes me about Burger King, I'll send them your way. I almost, I almost brought you Burger King today. I'm so glad you did. I almost Joel brought, brought me a you. delicious sandwich from his sandwich shop. I'm so I glad you didn't bring Burger King. I almost brought you Burger King. Honestly, I feel like I, you need you need a little bit of BK. Okay, well, life. how about this? For the $10 a month, you get a bunch of stuff, but then you also, Carl, I put on there, Joel's going to give you a free glass of wine and a sandwich. No, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no. Yeah, you are. I will I will go to Burger King with you. You pay. <laughs> no, no. I'm a cheap date. I'm, it's like $1.20 for a hamburger, mm-hmm. man. Like, okay, so if you want to hear that episode wrapping up uh, 101. Hit the Patreon. Hit the Patreon. Um, it was really fun. Obviously, I missed you. Uh, you know, Dan is a great co-host, but you know, it's, it's not the same. Nobody has that Joe de Vive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the je ne sais quoi. The Joel de Vive, baby. But the <laughs> Joel de Vive. That's, uh, that would be my wine label. Joel de Vive. Right. I think you should start it. I, mean, I will. I'm just going to pour old wine, like, like ends of wine into just like a big tank, steel drum. <laughs> it's a wine suicide. And then just leave it out in the sun, like with reflective tape. I'm just be like, whatever, man, you know? It was, I mean, it was a fun event. You know, everyone's there. You know, we, uh, I, I got to see uh, our good friend and top 10 guest, Wes Avila was there. Ooh. We sat down to talk about his new restaurant that just opened in Hollywood, Katine. 
Um, he had he made the little miniest octo tostada. It was like the like the actual tostada part was like the size of a quarter. So it was like this Perfect. tiny little cute octo tostada. He's, he's really taking the word bite. Exactly. Literally. And it's great, you know, because at an event like that, there's 30 things. I, you know, I ate and all not, of them. And not everyone is a Carl Hess. Nobody, exactly. Not everyone has an iron stomach. There was one. There was a couple things that I immediately wanted another thing of, but I held back for, like, strategy because I wanted right. to eat everything. Yeah. One of those, I got to shout out, Pizzana, the Cacioli Pepe Slice. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean Cacioli Pepe Slice. They nailed it. Great. And you know what? I talked to uh, Daniele Uditi, the uh, the chef at Pizzana there. That interview is also up on the Patreon. And you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll spill a little secret. It's probably not a secret. S- spill it. You have to, apparently, you have to toast the whole peppercorns until they're like almost burnt. Yes. And then grind them onto that pizza. Because mm-hmm. it's, the, the richness of the, of the uh, sauce is offset by that really super peppery, like the like black mm. pepper. Mm. But it's like. I don't know. It's like black pepper times five. That's a lot. That's a lot of black pepper. I mean, and you know me, I'm a pepperhead. So like, I want that super pronounced black pepper hit and it really just delivered. So oh, it, it sounds good. I've had a cacio pepper slice before from uh, pizzeria Moza. Super, super tasty. I mean, yeah. they do pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's their new slogan actually. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, super tasty. I can only imagine. I mean, it looked good. I wish I could have eaten it. I, w- I didn't. You didn't bring me back anything, and, I'm, and it's okay. I get it. I, t- um, I toasted to your memory, though. I've, I'm not dead. I was, <laughs> like, well, you, you're I in might Florida. As well I'm, you're I'm in, in Florida. fucking Florida. That's right next to being dead. I was, I was just like, hmm. I didn't even know if you're gonna make it out. The, you go into the, the, fuck, the Reaper is near. You I think to, I saw him playing an 18-hole game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go into the Everglades on a fan boat. You might not fucking come out. It's not, it's not guaranteed. Okay, those, gator, those gators are big. I, I was fucking worried about you. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it was fun to see everybody, and uh, obviously, anytime I'm getting free food and wine, it's uh, pretty good. They, and and uh, I did see. Um, I think like one of the show stoppers of that was the octopus yes. trompa. We have to give a shout out to Evil Cooks. Um, you know, instead of the classic you devil pork <laughs> trompo, they have created uh, the octo trompo. It's you know a classic vertical spit stacked with octopus. They put the tentacles on top. They put the other meat on the bottom. It looks like a fucking Cthulhu fucking alien coming out of space to take you out. But in fact, it's just a delicious taco. And, it, lo- and it was marinated in like squid ink or like. Yeah, it's like, like marinated like with uh, some sort of ink. So it's all black. Right. Um, they got the pineapple on top in the traditional fashion. It was great. I mean, I had seen it on the Internet and I was like, oh, that like looks very cool. I don't know how that would actually be in practice. Being up close to it and then eating it. They fucking nailed it. It worked. The meat is like tender. super tender. You also get like a little, cri- you know, like the little tentacles get fire, real crispy. Like Burger King. And yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know about that. But yeah, Should you get be. your tender meat. You get your crispy tentacles. Um, it's super juicy. You get the pineapple juice in there. Of course. I mean, that's an innovation. You got you to gotta, you gotta give it up, man. You got to give it up for innovation. You got to give it up. It all looked good. I wish I could have been there. I did miss you too. But I'm back. Okay. You're back And I'm back and I'm ready to eat. I, I'm, I'm going out. Oh, I'm going out to Ooh. eat more. Where? Uh, where? I don't know se. yet. I just made this okay, decision you just have right a general now. Plan. No, I was thinking about it as we were talking, and I now I'm just like I'm I'm going back because I was in Florida, where you know right. nothing grows. Right, you're back in the game. I'm back in the game. I'm gonna go hard in the paint with just eating. Okay. Well, I, did, I know that you said that you were planning on doing sober January. I am gonna do sober. So you're January. gonna go hard in the paint until January first. I mean, I'm not. I mean, you can eat and not drink, brother. I know, but I'm saying it's only like December 13th or whatever right now. I, I got 17 days. 
I know. Are you going to go hard in those 17 days? I believe. I, I think a meal a day somehow. I don't know how. It's gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to eat fig- every day. I'm going to figure I'm it gonna out. I'm going to eat food every day I'm for gonna, the next 17 I'm, I'm days. I'm going to mortgage my future for the now. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, uh, there's new places that open. You went to Bar- Barchetti mm-hmm. uh, very uh, recently. Bacchetti. Bacchetti, yes. whatever. Bacchetti. Echo Park's newest Italian joint. And it's like, it was so critical because, you know, I love Echo Park. Very good restaurants around. But like we didn't have a neighborhood Italian spot. No. And every good neighborhood, has regardless of where spot. you are, should have a good neighborhood Italian spot. It's true. It's it's just a critical part of having a good quality of life. Yeah. Do you hear that, Downey, California? Downey. We're looking at you. Step it up. Looking down the barrel. I mean, Downey probably. Or Sunland or something man, like man, that. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Sunland don't, probably is lacking Car- Carl in also doesn't. Carl also doesn't venture out this uh, two mile radius that he's carved out for well, himself. I don't need to now because I have a neighborhood Italian spot that I can walk the, to. This is like the only thing keeping him here. Uh, Piketty was great. It's like everything you want from a neighborhood Italian joint. You got great handmade pastas. Great fucking appetizers. They got that nice, real nice wine list. The oh, vibe whole, is you got, good. You got a whole fish, right? I got a whole Branzino. There you go. Um, I mean, I'm. You give me a whole Branzino and some handmade pasta and a nice glass of wine. I'm a happy man. Oh yeah. I'm just a simple man. You should see the smile on his face. Oh my god, I'm thinking about it right now. Oh, there you go. It was great. Uh, no, it looked good. Shout out to Bacchetti. Yeah, I went to go eat there. I went to Toki recently, new place that opened up in Koreatown. Uh, Ooh, like Korean talking about this place. Korean tapas, which you know sounds sounds great, is great. Executed very well. Okay. Um, chefs from up in San Francisco. They just opened a few weeks ago. Ooh. I went without Carl because he went without me. It's all right. To Bassetti. But it's okay. Right. It's okay. But very good. Like I said, I'm going to eat more. I'm not just going to go to the stalwarts. I'm not. Right, I'm sorry, Labuka. You're not going to get my here's, money for about a here's month. Here's the thing. It's a good problem to have, especially in the most exciting dining city in the country, Los Angeles. Sometimes you get stuck in your go-tos yeah. and your favorite spots, yeah. and then you forget... You're like, oh, I got to try it. You know, it's easy yeah. to get into your little rut of just eating where you know is good without kind of pushing yeah. the envelope. And especially in L.A., which is so sprawling, you can get kind of stuck in your little bubble. Yeah. And then you're like, I forgot about this place that I've been wanting to try. Like, I got to go to Clark Street Diner. I got to go to oh, West yeah. Avila's Catine. I have places yeah. to go. There's things out there There popping, are, there are things out there popping, exciting, live, electric. What, uh, <laughs> what was the highlight from Toki? Uh, Cause you didn't post anything in the stories. I was waiting for story content. I, no, I posted a few. Did you? I posted a few. All things. right. We had like a kimchi fried rice with a torch wagyu on top of it. Ooh. That was very good. Okay. Uh, we had an uni toast with avocado and some other shit. I forget exactly. So what it's it like was. it's like I, a, we drank a whole bottle of sake and then had a couple beers afterwards. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going. So on. it's like an avocado toast with uni on top. Yeah, yeah. That sounds there, great. And there, so and there was a there, one of the standards was their like Korean fried chicken dish. Which had like a ton of Szechuan peppercorn in it, so it's like that. It was like that sweet and spicy that like you mm. know and love, but yeah. also like numbing. Yeah, um, that was really, really, really tasty. I love that. I had uh, there was a uh, you know classic uh, San Gabriel Valley restaurant Szechuan impression was oh, at yeah. the 101 event, and of course, you know those peppercorns. They, they get you. I love it. I love it too. I fucking love it. Bring on the. But of course, you know it, it can it can numb you. I mean, it, it, it literally numbs your tongue. Yeah. In it, but it's in a nice it way. Makes you salivate, you in know? In a nice way. In a very nice way. In a, in a loving, uh, Szechuan-y way. But mm-hmm. it was great. I mean, very good. I would... Very small menu. I don't know if they have any, you know, intention on uh, on making it much bigger. They just opened, so who knows? That's but, the thing. You live in Koreatown. You could literally eat out at a different... Koreatown apparently has over 600 restaurants, I've read. So that means you can eat out every single night for years. 
Yeah. And, and never go to the same literally place. I mean, that's crazy. Two, literally two years. That's crazy. No, that is crazy. And the, and but it's it just speaks to like you know the density of, of how many restaurants there really are there. Yeah. Um. And it's and honestly, like all pretty good. I mean, at least at least good to like, great. If you're like bad in Koreatown, you're not going to last long. No, absolutely not. But there's obviously places that are like just exist to be like a cheap, fast option, and they're not like bad. But you know. You know, it's not like every restaurant's good. No. But it would be hard for a restaurant to open up and just be shitty and, like, survive there because there's yeah. so much other shit. Yeah. I mean, even even the middling stuff, you're like, no, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty you know, you go to, you go to like, pretty good it's Korean barbecue. Like, pretty good, like, hole-in-the-wall places. Well, yeah. There's also levels. It's like, you have your high-end Korean barbecue places, like your parks, your genwa, and then, you know, you have, like... Cheaper options because you don't always want to ball out. Sometimes, sometimes you, you want. Sometimes you need to go with that ace, man. You gotta get uh, go to Road to Seoul and eat like ninety helpings of bulgogi <laughs> and be unapologetic about it until they roll you out of there in a fucking wheelbarrow. There used to be this place. I think it's still there. It's called Castle on Beverly. We uh, always yeah. go to it with like a huge crew of yeah. like ten dudes and just like eat so much meat. Yeah, and it was like it was pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. But they got, there's like, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, great soup places, great noodle places, mm. great rice places. Yeah. It's great, man. We're in the season of excess. Plus, especially with you, like you know that sober January is gonna like coming down the line. So like, it is. You're ready to live it up. Staring down the barrel, man. Maybe I'll do sober January with you in solidarity. I would love that. I I just don't think it's gonna happen. Mm. You don't. You don't seem to have willpower. (laughs) Honestly, I don't think you have that. Look, I've done a month sober. I did a month sober in 2018. Did you? Yeah. That was four years ago now. (laughs) Well, look, 2019 and 2020 were turbulent times. (laughs) I didn't. it wasn't the right time for a sober month. Well, you know, I, I I would love for you to join me. I know I'm going to do it. I've already started. I'm I'm like I'm pretty good at cold turkey, but I'm like dipping my feet in right mm-hmm. now. I'm cutting out some some beer. I'm cutting out some of the darker spirits. Okay. Um, you know, I'm We're still gonna go with wine and Fords. Fords? Are no, you allowed no. to drink Fords even during so- sponsored? during sober January? No, I will. Uh. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll have a bottle of Fords and use it as mouthwash in the morning. You no, no. I mean? You'll have a bottle of Fords for when I come over to your house. I can make a martini. You, sure, you can. You know, Unless you I'm doing it with. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. One of us has to be drinking Fords. It's in our contract. <laughs> Can't go a month. We, this we is actually a shout out to the sponsor, Fords Gin. We actually did sign it in blood. There we go. I mean, you know, and then I'll do a month, and then you take on the martini drinking. Hey, man, if that's if that's what has to happen, that's what has to happen. January is a good time to reset. Like everyone does, who does like sober October. It's like October is not a good no, time. To no, do no, it. no, no, no. I guess January is. January I feel is like an ideal month because it's you're after out the, of the holidays. Season of excess. Yeah, you're, start, you're starting. You're starting a new new year. And like Detox. you know, you you can you can be like, well, I'm making this resolution now. Sure. Like I'm I'm steadfast on doing. I'll say this: this. when I did the month in 2018. I, I didn't. I, I did like twenty five days. I didn't. I don't think I made it the full. Yeah, month. I did. I did actually over a month. I did into February. I did until February fourth. So I found it actually pretty easy after the initial couple of days, but I also found it incredibly boring. Um, I mean, it is, but you know, whatever, man. Like, just start reading or sure. get into a I show. I do read. Do you? Yeah, of course. I read every night. I, I, I don't. I can't do that. Reading. Okay. Reading is a poison. All right. To my brain. <laughs> I I would love for you to replace drinking with reading for January. I'd go insane. You're just in an easy chair, like ah yes. Have you perused this novel? Just reading the same book again. Well, you know, you should fucking uh, you should start with something fun, like uh, a Jack Reacher novel, perhaps, Maybe. or perhaps a Harry Bosch novel. The, the uh, you can name off so many books, and the answer is just gonna be a resounding no. I'm not gonna read. Okay, here's the thing. Have you ever read a Jack Reacher book? I no. 
Do you know you know who Jack Reacher yes, is? Yes, I, I understand. All right, here's the thing. You will love these books. I, it's just about Jack Reacher going around and beating the shit out of people. That's the entire... There's like 22 books of just that. Jack Reacher, he, you know, he's a drifter. He goes to a new town, yeah. and he just beats the shit out of a bunch of people. Uh, I'm, um, you know what? Maybe. Okay. You know, I think maybe is the best I can do for right now. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see how I am I'm once the trying, booze starts leaving my I'm system. I'm trying to introduce you to the joys of reading for pleasure, and you're yeah. sitting here... You know like what? I will read more of dinner menus when mm. I go out to dinners. Ah. Okay, well, how about this? This is an interesting angle. Let's say you're out to dinner. Yes. Are you? Do you think like not having some wine with dinner or perhaps a cocktail before or after will cut into your enjoyment of the meal? Or do you think you can go out and let's say you're with me and I'm I'm having some wine, I'm having sure. a cocktail. You think you can have the as much enjoyment as you would? I, c- I will in that situation. I will be I will be quietly resenting you. Yeah, of course. Right, of course. right, right. Glaring but, over yeah. the table. Like I'll be cutting into my like fish like really aggressively. <laughs> like you can hear the knife scraping against no, the fucking like no. ceramic. The whole plate. restaurant's kind of like turning. They're like, what? What's that? Yeah, dude. Deal? I'm just grinding so my teeth as you're like sipping a beautiful like blau frankish. Mm. Or perhaps a frosty Ford's martini. If you do that in front of me, brother, you're dead to me. What? I'm not going to have a martini? I got to accommodate your lifestyle choices? I kind of, yes. Ah. But uh, no, you know what? I'll, I'll be fine. You know, I, you know, drinking, you know what I'll do? Like, honestly, it's not the same, but club soda and lime juice. That's true. Like, Wait, ta- can, can you do bitters good. and soda? There's, there's a lot of alcohol in bitters. Can you do bitters and soda? Uh, I, I wouldn't. Okay. It's on principle alone. It'll be like Barney. It begins. And then he goes off on a fury and they're like... <laughs> I don't understand. That was not alcoholic <laughs> champagne. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think I'm just gonna just I'm just gonna go and, and bitters do it for and the soda month. is the cheater's way to be sober. It's like there's actually a good amount of alcohol in bitters. Oh yeah, no, it's just like I'm vegetarian, but only like Monday through Friday. I love a bit. I love a bitters and soda. But what about this? Uh, we have this whole new world of like botanical non-alcoholic alcohol alternatives. Like Gia is a popular brand. Yeah, I could do that. There's Seed sure. Lip, which yeah, is a gin, yeah. with, like quote unquote gin, which is you know non-alcoholic. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, seed lip and soda. That sounds great because I just want those botanicals, baby. Have you ever had a seed lip and soda? I have. Pretty good. It's it's not bad. You know, it's no Fords. It's no Fords. It's no Fords. I'm just saying. But I will say the act of like just having a drink. Like I've been drinking these hop waters. Yeah, it's just feeding. uh, It's feeding the ritual. Yeah, having a bottle and drinking something that has a little hops. I mean, you know, it's just sparkling water with hops. There's no sugar. There's no alcohol, obviously. But just having that bottle and and something to sip on, especially in a bar in a social situation. I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Maybe you'll become a fucking Gia and Soto guy. Have you have you tried Gia? I haven't. It's actually pretty good. I might. Yeah. I might now. I don't know. Honestly, I'm 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 just gonna probably stick with soda water and limes. Okay. Which is fu- which is more than acceptable for me. Cause it just it feel because it looks to me like the same thing as a Ricky. Sure. It looks the same. So it, I'm here's, just I'm here's just, a tip just for drinking, you know? here's a tip for our listeners though. And I've I've also done this. Like if I'm not drinking, I'm gonna be ordering a lot of like cl- like bitters and soda or club yeah. soda. Tip the bartenders. Just because it's water doesn't mean that you no, can you order the seven club sodas and lime and not tip. Oh, well, it's just water. Well, well, I don't have to tip. I'm no. not, first of all, I'm not going to a bar to sit at a bar to drink. But I'm saying, to let's drink say that. you're at an event. You're at a bar. You're at if a I'm, restaurant. If I'm having a dinner, I'm just going to still tip them what I normally would tip them based on... Right. Like, I'm, I'm, saying, a good, I'm a good... I'm an over 20% tipper. To, to, our listeners, tipper. to our listeners, if you're upstanding from alcohol, but you're at a bar and you're ordering a bunch of non-alcohol, yeah, don't be a, you don't still be have an, to tip like you're drinking alcohol. Don't be a horse's ass. Don't be a horse's ass Don't be a there. horse's ass, okay? I, you know, I would love to hear uh, if, our, if any of our listeners have done a sober January or are planning to, you can uh, email us at yap42069 uh, at gmail.com. 
and uh, you know, tell us your stories. Tell us your your tips, your tricks, if you got any. Joel has. I was in a medically induced coma for one month, right? And it and it worked. <laughs> and it worked, brother. Joel has committed. I don't know if I have actually committed, but I'll think about it. I'll take it under consideration. I've committed. I mean, I've I've done. I've, I did it last year in January, and I, I did it a couple months or a couple weeks or another time this year. I, I know I can do it. It just How was all right. The well, first few well, days. Tell me know? this. How was your first drink back? So January 2020, you do sober January, February 1st. What was your first drink? It was feb- it was actually February fifth because oh, wow. I was out with a with a friend for his uh, for his birthday, so okay. I wasn't going to like not drink. Sure, but I, I was just going to go as long as I could, and the, you know we started drinking uh, martinis, and that first martini back Ooh. it gets you because that's actually a because, good reason to take a break. Okay, so this is this is what I will liken it to. Imagine you're like in the desert for a week, <laughs> and it's hot, and you had no water, suffering, suffering. And then you finally get some cold water right. and you drink it and you can feel it right. just it's going, going through, your through your body. You can feel it like rejuvenating you <laughs> in ways in which you've never been rejuvenated before. God, that sounds great. That, that is the feeling. It's a, what I imagine heroin is like. <laughs> But I love the idea of doing sober January specifically so for you that can feeling. get that feeling. I need that rush. Oh God, it's been three weeks. Let me just get that fucking martini. That's it, a, hey, good a reason as any. That's a that is a very like purposeful fix. You know oh what I mean? God. Just like I need because it. But it does feel like that. Like if you do take like if you are a big drinker, those first few days like mm. detoxing are, are hard. You sweat a little bit more. Sure. You're kind of a little more right. irritable. Your hands are shaking. Yeah. You're, you're getting short yeah, with your wife. You're, you're, scra- <laughs> you're scratching your neck a whole lot. Man, you're you're uh, you're jonesing for seed lip and stuff, you know. Okay. You, um, but like that first that first sip back, actually, it's not the sip; it's the drink. Like yeah. once you feel it the hitting activist. your system, yeah, yeah, hitting your system, then you're just like, it's one of those. Why did I ever stop doing okay. this? Well, you know what? That kind of I maybe just sold the, me. I ruined my last month by not being <laughs> this way. And then you have, and then you're just like, oh, and then you go. Oh, well, I can only have a couple cocktails a night because this feels great. Sure. But it, yeah, yeah, it builds. Yeah. It builds. Okay, you you well, go I back think, to your fucking horrible ways after a quick I think minute. that alone just sold me. So maybe I'll join you. I'm going to consider I think you, it. I think you should. Um, but I'm going to pour another glass of this right now. And we should. Uh, let's get our guest in here. There you go. Our guest today is Jason Stort, food podcaster, man about town, podcast <laughs> icon. Jason Stark, welcome to the show. And tallest man I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Ever seen. But I've never seen many people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why I like... You're a back of house guy. Yeah, yeah, this is why I like podcasting in person, because it's like, you know, I wouldn't get your commanding presence if we were doing this over Zoom. What do you say, shrimp? <laughs> what did you say, you ants? Well, mm. le- well, I actually wanted to ask you about that. Your podcast, How Long Gone, is extremely popular, but you, mo- you were mostly doing it over Zoom for the last... Only I mean, you started it over Zoom. I right? only do it over Zoom. Okay. I just uh, interviewed Mike Mills an hour ago. Wow. And then drove straight over here. Damn. Beautiful. The podcast game never sleeps. Podcast game never sleeps. I'm recording five episodes this week, getting Damn. ready for Christmas break. Damn. You know, yeah. Trying to bank them for the holidays. But C- Content never sleeps. You're like the Price is Right of podcasting, man. You're just getting them all in one day. <laughs> Drew, Drew Carey style. Out. Yeah, yes. we need to do that. Joel, Joel and I, need, we need to record like four episodes like a heavy, in a day. Yeah, a heavy day. <laughs> Each podcast, we drink like a different thing. That seems like a lot. Yeah, what's your like... What's your uh, routine for a day of podcasting? You need, you need like a solid breakfast. You need snacks throughout. You can't eat while you're podcasting. No, I, I don't. I don't do more than one a day usually, so it's not that big of a deal. Okay. But no, no breakfast, no lunch. 
pod, and then when I'm done, then a king's feast. A king's, a king's feast. Okay. Because you've earned it. He's going exactly. to a smorgasbord, baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go to the sweetest restaurant. Joel and I were never able to get podcasting via Zoom uh, really down. I, you know what? I also, just, AKA, I just don't we like, didn't try. I, 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 I was doing a lot of Zoom shows. Like, obviously, you know, there was no live show, so comedy switched to Zoom mm-hmm. for the early part of the pandemic. And like and that I was huge. It did really well. Yeah, People, it was everyone like, loved it. Everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just found Zoom to just be so off-putting on so many <laughs> yeah. levels. But uh, clearly, it's working for you. Well, so. I used to be in the same boat as it has to be IRL recording it remotely as a fool's errand. Sure. And there's mostly a lot of truth to that for sure. But as somebody who edits as well, pretty heavily. Um, it's just so much easier if everyone is in a different room. You can get a clean vocal ah. track from every person. So if I was trying to edit the conversation of all three of us talking, my voice is on your mic. Sure. It's on your your voice is on my mic. Yeah, so sure. there's so much like you're not getting that's a why clean we don't take, edit, Ben. Yeah, there's exactly. no editing exactly. here. Mm, and that's how I used to be. Right. And now I that the as I'll do an hour long podcast, leave it all in the court. You know. Sure. Emotionally right. spent. Right. And then that's, that's the only real. That's the only way to podcast. Of really. course, uh, you know. And then uh, that's when the real work starts. Then five hours of, of editing straight after to upload it the next day. Damn, that's uh, that's serious. I mean, this is you're clearly at a, a whole other level. But that's that's what happens when you become a professional podcaster. It's like that, mm-hmm. that's your life right there. Yeah, man, you just got to keep on pushing. Yeah. I remember last time you were here, you broke barriers as the first guest to open the jewel during the show. And oh. now I notice that you're carrying a pack of American spirits. Have, <laughs> we, have we gone backwards? What happened? Is it cool if I smoke in here? No, <laughs> absolutely. No, no, fire no. them up. I no. wouldn't do that. No, no uh, I wish. You know, the jewel, my flavors didn't work out. Mm, yeah. It started getting embarrassing. Sure. Women didn't want to have sex yeah, with you yeah, as much. Yeah, yeah. And the jewel really lost its prestige. It had its moment. But it's kind of back now. Is it? There's a lot In of people a retro who still, way. There's a lot of people who still jewel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen it out there. I've just seen these things be getting bigger and yes. bigger and bigger. And like, like the glass ones large, are very yeah. popular. Yeah, because like, the jewel, they doing? almost, they all but abolished every flavor of it and they made it really hard to get them. So then other companies are like, cool, we're just going to make bubble gum. Yeah. You know, Captain Crunch Captain with Crunch fucking flavor. like uh, animal crackers. Mm. What? Yeah, and it's not as big as Jewel, so it's working in the underground. But yeah, I'm back to regular that old black market okay. for for these cartridges is probably heating up. It's real, man. You can't go wrong with an American spirit. It's just a, a classic all American smoke. Yeah, yeah, you get it as yeah. a smoker. Yeah, he's knee deep in tobacco. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you're now that you're a professional podcaster, you're you know you're a man about town. You have your finger on the pulse <laughs> of things. Uh-huh. What uh, you know, we're we're kind of coming up to the end of the year here. We are. Um, you know, always a time of reflection. Of, of people making some lists, thinking about <laughs> thinking about the best things they ate this year, and maybe what they want to eat next year, what they're excited about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I'd love to hear some of your reflections on uh, some of your favorite things in LA. Or I know that you're, you know, a bi-coastal man. <laughs> so you know, if some of your best food memories were from New York, don't hold back. Uh, yeah, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of great food memories this year. Mm. This has been a year where restaurant service has been really fucked yeah people trying to come back with new staffs everything's a fucking shit show it's no one's fault no that's just the truth the nature of of the game yeah the the whole you know as somebody all three of us cook food and can cook food so you can cook whatever you want in your house and you can you know make a nice meal for yourself 
There's no markup on the wine. Sure. You can invite whoever you want. Sure. You can smoke. You, you, know. you can smoke American spirits inside. Smoke, so it's a lot easier <laughs> to create that perfect dining experience mm. in your own home by yourself. So the desire to go out and get it in a, in a restaurant was a little bit lowered, especially when quarantine hit. We all had to learn how to cook for ourselves sure. more so. And then now that I'm going back to restaurants, you know, the food can be amazing. The chef can be amazing. It can be inventful, thoughtful, innovative food. Sure. The service is fucking dog shit every right. time, bro. I don't care where you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's gotten not great. Yeah. I mean, obviously, most restaurants bad. had to bring in a totally new staff. Yeah. And a lot of places are short-staffed, understaffed. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's like, you know, it's like any team. Uh, in, 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 until you start working together and gelling – there's going to be some mishaps. There's going to yeah. be there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be a period where things aren't running smoothly. Mm-hmm. So obviously, a lot of places, I mean, I would say almost every single restaurant that re, you know, quote unquote restarted every, every quote unquote post covid went through this and mm-hmm. like you said, it's it's no one's fault. I mean, the restaurants have to restaff. The people who are coming in, they they don't know, you know, they're they're learning for yeah. the first time. A lot of people, you know, it was like there's a there's a labor shortage, so uh it, it's been tough. So I, I kind of <laughs> like that, though, as like the silver lining of all this terrible bullshit is that we're reappreciating and uh, and uh, just reifying the idea that it's like fun to just have like seven people over and like cook something and get Absolutely. drunk on wine. Well, there's that. And then also it's, it's a way to really seek out restaurants based on how you are treated mm. as a human being versus... Is this a hip new cool restaurant sure. that's doing a fucking eighteen dollar fish fillet sandwich or whatever it could be? Okay. Um. Don't worry. I'm right. not gonna. It me- gives you. I'm not gonna mention. It gives names. you a heightened appreciate. You can. You can <laughs> names, you, man. We, we don't will. even edit, so you can we throw will. it in. We will. Don't worry. I don't but shit. I like that. Like you're, it's giving you now that service has kind of the bar has been lowered because of you know external circumstances. It's giving you an even better appreciation for the place where you go and everything's like pitch perfect down to every little detail. Well, when we go to those places, I'll let you know. It has <laughs> not happened yet. But sure. there's, there's a lot of places that have career servers. Right. People have been there for a long time. A place like a Musso and Frank Grill, I'm thinking. Like, right. those guys are all back. They didn't lose any stat. Like, you know, it's it like... It could be that or uh, El Coyote or whatever. Right. Every neighborhood has that one little mom sure. and pop spot sure. where... A mainstay. It's yeah. a mainstay and like, is it the greatest, you know, Michelin level cooking? No, but you're going to a restaurant now for an experience to be treated a certain way, to have the experience that's like this warm atmosphere where you're treated in a certain way. Right. And I think a lot of new restaurants that are opening up now. Like you go there because the food is cool. Sure. The crowd is cool. Sure. The decor is sick. It's right. Instagrammable. Like horses There's, or something. Like like horses, for example. Right. And you go there and it's been open for how many months? Right. Three or four Two, months? Yeah. One, yeah, October, one and a half or whatever. It's been open for a number of months. And it was like, damn, this place is sick. Right. It's so good. The sure. food is amazing. It's a great vibe. I saw celebs there. Mm-hmm. Hot chicks, sure. hot dudes. Sure. And then now... Tell me more about them dudes, dude. <laughs> it's a lot of... Uh, Name names. You're, so you're looking at it like right. ro- with, with the rose-colored glasses. Sure. And I went last night had bad service and now i'm like you know the the bloom is a little off the rose now in in a period of two months right which is a bummer it is a bummer i think any restaurant restaurant that has opened or reopened like we were saying is going through that and obviously you know even in the best of times like long before covid good help is hard to find you know especially with servers i mean a kit a back of house is different which also good help is hard to find there. So we, we, we all know that. Mm-hmm. And obviously like a good restaurant coming together and gelling has a lot to do with the staff, 
not just the food, not just the decor, not just the hot crowd, like you're saying. It's like it's all those elements have to work in complete harmony for it to be that. And it's, it's a rare thing. You got to have the patience to train, yes, too. Now yes. it's just you mm-hmm. get people because people are leaving and you're like, right. you're the new GM. You don't have <laughs> this like embedded structure of being there for so long. Right. And now you're training new people. So like the whole like the whole idea of what the restaurant was right. isn't what it is sure. now. Mm-hmm. And people are just coming in and coming out and coming in and coming out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, it's been a tough time across the board. But let's say, you know, for our listeners who do, do live in Los Angeles, let's say they 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 do want that experience of just like a, a restaurant that's warm and welcoming and well functioning. Uh, like where, where would you send them? What, what would be like, you know, what would be what would be a pick for you? Anywhere where the staff is not white is a good place okay. to start. Okay, that's a good step one. I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough because for me, it's like I don't. Good service to me means that you're good at your. You're really good at your job, and that's it. And it has nothing to do with being nice or it's looking cool. Sure, it's just like to come approach, knowing when to hold back. Yeah, I mean that's one part of it, but yeah. like. I don't care if you're an asshole to me. I don't care if you ignore me. Right. But like, I, I can appreciate surliness. Yeah, I can appreciate yeah, surliness, surliness. Surliness is totally fine. Yes. But if you can tell I want something and you right. give me that thing, right. I don't give a shit. Exactly. And that's all. So like now, I'd rather I, have someone give me the side of of sauce that I want in a surly manner than like disappear for 15 minutes and I'm trying to like get their eye 100%. across the room and put my hand, yeah. you know. So, you know, that's why I love going to Korean restaurants, yes. for example. I was about to say that. It's completely normal to wave your hand mm-hmm. at a, at oh, a yeah. server and say like, can I have more of this? Yes. And they don't say yes or no. They There's just no come like, back with it. Hey, how you guys doing? Can I, yeah. everyone working on your? Is everyone doing all right here? There's Is there none of that. I can do for There's you. There's none of that. There's none of that like fake kind of put on warmth. And I was about to say because what immediately leapt to mind when you were talking about just the efficiency is Parks Barbecue. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like Parks Barbecue, they swoop in. They come in with scissors. They're cutting the meat. They're fucking gone before you can say anything. But then they swoop in, and then it's like, I want this, and it's like right on the table. Yeah, and it's just like quick. It's yeah. efficient. They're not making conversation. They're not There's like no hard feelings either way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is, they're a professional. This is the job. They're not here to be my friend. And look. I love when you get a charismatic server who's like vibing with you, mm-hmm. riffing with you, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the quick, efficient, just like super, we're gonna get this done together type of service. It's hard to beat. I love, I love that riffing where you get the server that's clicking with you. Your, sure. Your their jokes They're are people. making you laugh. All, your jokes are making them sure. laugh. You have a good bond. Maybe they'll send out a couple mm-hmm. little apps. Mm-hmm. Maybe their pores are bigger. But the chances of that happening nowadays well, are a million to one. Yeah. So it's it's better to just not try to do that and just go to a place where you know you're, you're cutting your losses at this point. Okay, so the opposite side of this coin, <laughs> and uh, maybe <laughs> it was a silver lining, maybe not. Maybe it's just a reappreciation of the stuff we loved. Entertaining at home, yeah. cooking at home. You're a big home cook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's say you're having a holiday gathering. What's going to be on the menu? What's going to be the move? What's going to be the things that you're excited about serving to your friends and loved ones? You know, yeah. what, 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 I'm going, I'm, I am, I am doing a holiday dinner. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. On, on Christmas Eve, my parents or my family and my girlfriend's family oh, coming wow. together to first li- time link for the first time. Oh my wow. God. This is huge. So that's Christmas big. Eve. Christmas Eve. I love food, it. food better be on point, man. Yeah, that's pressure. <laughs> food better be on point, that's man. That's pressure. Right. Plus, you're you're the food. You know, you're Fuck. the podcaster guy. Oh, you guys, you're man. the you're the big home cook. The pressure's on you, yeah. my friend. So I have a couple people who are coming gluten free. A couple people vegetarian. We got dietary restrictions. So right. you know, of course, you know, L.A. 2020. <laughs> these fucking soft motherfuckers. <laughs> um, 
So I'm going. I gotta go Italian. Okay, smart. Gluten free lasagna. Oh, one veggie, one not. So we're talking gluten free pasta sheets. Gluten free pasta sheets. Are they chickpea? No, they're not chickpea. Okay, that's a fool's 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 errand. What are they? The brand brand is called Jovial. I don't remember what it's made out of, but it ain't no fucking garbanzo. Okay. Okay, well that's that's so, that's a good move. I've been though. I've been working on a, on some twisted lasagnas lately. <laughs> been doing a ragu. I it's all as long as you make if it. If lasagna's nice, not twisted, I don't even know if I want yeah, a part yeah. of it. I'll tell you how twisted it is. First of all, it's gluten free. Already fucked up from the wow. beginning. That's crazy. Second of all, the only cheese I'm using cottage cheese and a and a little uh, Parmigiano Reggiano. I you, love cottage you're, cheese. You're a madman. Yeah, you're first, you're, you're a, a madman. Mad I'll take it. I'm I not even. It. I'm not even fucking done yet, guys. <laughs> My for some reason my fucking girlfriend got the idea in her head that all ragus should have a pinch of saffron in it, mm. which to me kills hours where, of. Where would she get an idea like that? The in, the internet, fucking, you know, Bon Appetit, okay. Instagram shit. I don't know. To to, see it. I mean, she likes. I mean, yeah, saffron is good. Sure. One one whisper sure. of it. And one it, whiff. It's a very it's a volatile ingredient. It it's really like is. uranium or some shit. <laughs> I'm like uh, so that saffron bombs about to blow. You got a welder's mask on. You, you, you've made a ragu. It sure. takes hours, yeah. painstaking, mm-hmm. loving of the, you know the mirepoix mm-hmm. and the time and the wine, and yeah. the, re- the reductions sure. of my art. So it's a day. It's a whole day. It's a day, yeah. and that, and it's fun and it's good. So as long as you have a good solid ragu, right. you're drinking the wine, you're pouring some in the sauce, you got music mm-hmm. on, oh, you're yeah. wearing the apron, you got the towel over your shoulder. Exactly. Da, 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 da. Just it's like good. how the nanas used to do exactly. back in the old country. Nana and it, as long as the ragu is good, your lasagna is pretty much done. You yeah. just you got pasta and put it in the oven. It's fucking sure. going to be bomb. Yeah. So uh, my girlfriend's like, I really want to have saffron in it, like from now on. And I'm like, mm-hmm. from now on. Mm-hmm. You, Maybe you could do one this relationship. Could you my do friend. one saffron, one non-saffron? You're so making- here's what I do: mm. the saffron you put it into anything is going to stain it a beautiful, sure. bright orangey yellow sure. color. So I mix a little saffron water with the cottage cheese. So then the cottage cheese is sort of saffron eyes. So she gets her saffron note. She and gets you don't have to fucking out. dilute the sauce. And then when, yeah, yeah, the sauce remains unstepped on and pure, pure the way it should be. Right. And then the the cottage cheese, since so much of it is is your, it's like raw, cold cottage cheese going in the oven. So a lot of that saffron will hopefully kind of cook out. Sure. It'll round out and warm out. Sure. Versus just pissing on a pot of gold, <laughs> like yeah. putting right. saffron in the ragu. Right. Poisoning the well. Keep ragu pure. Yeah, yeah, but I want to be able to dip my pinky in there and brush the teeth and go. It's pure. Uh huh. If you can't do that, you fucked up. <laughs> Oddly enough, being stepped on by one of the world's most expensive <laughs> right, ingredients exactly. in the world. It's like, like adding heroin to cocaine. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> sick, but yeah, cottage cheese and lasagna turns it into an amazing thing. Keeps it moist. And it's a low and it's a low cost way. I love cottage cheese. I feel like recent years have kind of seen a uh, a critical reappraisal of cottage cheese. I feel like mm. it was like I got to know cottage cheese from my mom in the nineties sure. doing like a bagel with cottage cheese and like a tomato slice on it. That was very popular in yeah. the nineties. It was the grapefruit and cottage cheese. It was gross. My, my folks did. Everyone, oh yeah, that. Yeah. The, everyone's the mom. Everyone's mom loved cottage cheese in the nineties because oh yeah, everyone was like it's low fat, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was disgusting, obviously. Mm-hmm. It but look now great. 
I fucking love like I fucking love Kyle you Shanahan. love Kyle well, there, I love it. Well, there's That's been wild. a lot of technological advances mm. in art artisan cottage cheese sure. because of that. So there's like you can get like double cream, grass fed, Ooh. fucking like seven dollar cottage cheese. And I love now. that shit. I mean, I and especially doing so it good. like savory with like olive oil and a lot of black pepper as mm-hmm. opposed to like on fruit or whatever. I think it's with fun. some diced pineapples stirred oh, in. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, like nineties dinner party style. Like what is happening? Ambrosia. Mm-hmm. But that's great. I, I think that is uh Yeah, yeah. I mean, cottage cheese lasagna, great, great. Yeah, call. lasagna and also for a large format, if you're cooking for ten people, mm-hmm. like you make the lasagna the day before, put it in the fridge, it's gonna only gonna get better. Yeah. You heat it up, you slice it, you're done. You're not gonna you don't have to worry about doing 10 fucking sure. carbonaras a la minute. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. You can make a big old kind Lasa- of... Lasagna is a crowd pleaser. It's great it's great for you, great for everybody else. Great for involved. everybody. Do a big old fucking chopped salad, Love Italian it. chopped salad. Big ass chopped salad. That's only going to get better with a little time. Then get some gluten-free bread. Have some nice butter. I'm going to do some some focaccia okay. uh, in the pizza oven, I think. There Ooh. you go. That's going to be gluten. You got one of those unis? You got one of those got a uni, rock yeah. box? Yeah. yeah. I, I used a rock box for a long time. Didn't own it. Borrowed it. The uni. I got an uni. It's, it's small. I borrowed an uni. It's pretty good. Yeah. Gotta fun. say. It's yeah. Fun to it's do. effective. Joel, do you have a. Uh, are you, you cooking for. I have a, uh, Yo, please. Sorry. We're drinking some cider. Uh, shout out to. Uh, what's this brand? Lassen, Lassen Newton Pippin. This is good. Wild barrel fermented, baby. Mm-hmm. This barrel oh. is wild. I'm not bringing you shitty cider. It's no. fruit. Joel, do you have uh, definitive <laughs> holiday cooking plans for your family? Uh, no, uh, my, so we're Jewish, so we sure. already did the whole Hanukkah thing. Sure. I visited the folks in, in Florida, my, my wife's family. Oh, wow. So we already kind of, so you've already kind of taken care of your familial yeah, obligations. So we'll have, you know, we might have a few people over like here and there just like, but like, you know, two people at a time mm. and just like do dinners and okay. stuff. But Italian's always like one of those kind of go-to things. Mm-hmm. Pasta, like cacio e pepe, a big salad, some bread, mm-hmm. uh, maybe make lasagna now. No cottage mm-hmm. cheese. I'm going bechamel and uh, ricotta. I'm just going to go classic. Oh, sure. Bechamel is so good, bro. Yeah. So maybe good. I need to go bechamel, go bechamel cottage. Because yeah, cottage, bechamel cottage is... Yeah. How much so, like, flavor does ricotta have, even the good shit? No, I mean, well, we, we, I, well, I, I, well, I take the ricotta and whip it with a little bit of zest and black pepper. So gotta lime, lemon, gotta lemon zest and black pepper. Lemon zest? Yeah, lemon zest and black pepper. A little then, thyme goes nice in there uh, as well. Yeah, a little th- maybe a little thyme, you know, why not? Maybe a little fresh oregano, maybe some marjoram. You know what you have to froggy. whip into that cottage cheese? Just a spoon and a mouth. Nothing, baby. <laughs> it's already there. It's going right maybe, to my mouth. Maybe a, maybe a half a grapefruit. Who knows, man? <laughs> I think I'm going to... I'll be with the family. Um, it's not just going to be me cooking. I have my brother and his wife who are both very good But you guys aren't like, you know, that Christmas ham crowd. You're no. going to do something, well, here's something the thing. different. I'm going to go pinchos. I pushed for a ham growing <laughs> yeah, that up. That would be amazing. I've talked about this on the podcast before. My dream was to have a giant glazed ham at a holiday meal. I brought it up every single holidays you of my life. Still haven't done that. Never done it. Never, never happened. Well, you think wow. we're made of money? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we weren't a ham family, and uh, <laughs> we're not the Woodsons. We're Hesses. <laughs> my my move, which I did over Thanksgiving, and I will redo, is to just make a giant batch of shrimp cocktail. Um, and uh, when you say make. Okay, so I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm gonna get raw shrimp, uh-huh. okay. and then I'm gonna poach, poach them him in like a flavorful bath that has like celery leaves and some heavy well, old. I was bay. saying a fool's errand. Yeah, uh, that's but a, that's a but tough super bath. easy. Then you put them in the ice bath, put them in the fridge. You have a shitload of shrimp, and then you just like you know you. Make... Are you deveining the shrimp? No, though? absolutely not. Okay, no, okay, fuck okay. no. Never mind. Um, then that's cool. Although yeah. I did just see. Have you guys seen this on Instagram? It is a. Uh, this is the algorithm that I have that I'm getting th- these ads. Mm. It's a specifically designed tool for for deveining and shelling a shrimp. It looks like a weird. It's, ca- it's called a fork. 
and it's been invented. <laughs> no, it's like a weird tweezer scissors that you push down yeah, the spine yeah, yeah. under the shell, right? And then you you fork does the same thing. Uh, fork it can get messy. It can it can break the poop shoe. Maybe if you're bad at what you're doing. I am not good at it. Toothpicks also work. I mean, just saying, man. There's easier ways than buying. It's like buying a slap chop to dice like tomatoes and fucking red onions. Mm. Just use that. We don't do uni taskers. My explore page only do Alipa. Okay. I don't know how right. I get the shrimps well, on Well, clearly there. you've been looking at a lot of Dua Lipa content. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never devein a large number of shrimp unless We work too hard exactly. on this crazy planet you gotta to exactly. devein shrimp. You already get the P&D shrimp, baby. They're, yeah. already, they're already ready but for if you, baby. But if you poach that shrimp in your in your delectable little broth mm-hmm. of yeah. celery leaves yeah. and shit, for how, how long does it take to poach a shrimp? It ta- it, not not so, very so long. So here's the move. That, that, 30 seconds? 30, 30 seconds. 30 how seconds. much flavor is being imparted in this devil's brew? Well, you know what? Is the juice worth the poach? I feel like it worked out. So I basically this brought it. This is why you need to cryovac them in that liquid and sous vide them at a oh, very low temperature. Man, hell yeah. See, that's, wow, that's, that's, advanced, that's advanced techniques. I don't have that. You I don't have a cryovac, you fucking loser? Just at the fucking ready. Actually, here's, here's the funny part. I have a sous vide machine and yeah. I also have a vacuum oh. machine. <laughs> but I'm not bringing them to Colorado for my family. Just gathering. I'll do, I'll do it here for you guys. You know what you should do? Show up at your family's thing with your just your own personal um, trim cocktail and just walk around and nobody gets to no, eat it. No, I would never just, do that. You just hold a big goblet full of that. fucking uh, full of <laughs> cocktail sauce and you're just walking around just being like, I'm sorry, this is for the ham that I never got <laughs> growing up. No, but I think we are even better than a ham and we've done this in uh, subsequent years. Um, a lamb crown roast. Oh, crown mm. rack of lamb? Crown rack of oh, lamb. Cl- do you, you put get the little, those little footies paper? on? Yeah, yes. you got to put When, when I did my do you think we're made of money joke for the honey baked ham, <laughs> I take that back now. Le- lamb? Ooh, I know, dude. The, the Christmases of my youth are different than now because like we're all into cooking and drinking wine now. But the Christmases of the youth, you're... I was, you know, I was playing with the toys that yeah, I got. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah, give a shit about the food. I was just like, I saw like a ham in a cartoon, and I was like, I want that. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, I'm putting cartoon in the work. Ham looks amazing. Oh by the my way. god! Like cartoon from the Grinch or whatever. Yeah. What's anyone? Looney Tunes. Just name, name a cartoon Simpsons. that was that was started in like the 40s. You know, like amazing. Guys, I want ham now. Yeah, but now that I'm here putting in the work, um, you know, we, I've, I've done the crown rack with with help. It wasn't a solo effort. Sure. But like. It's pretty hard to beat when you nail like like presentation wise, just flavor wise, like lamb. I think lamb has become probably my favorite meat. So the smell, the, the, the smell. House. I Intoxicated. mean, yeah, putting those little weird tissue paper. Where do you get those? What little, are those? Where do you get those little mini chefs hats? You can get them at the supermarket now. Yeah, I, I, no yeah. shit. You can get them. At, it's get a them holiday around. item. I don't think it's a year Seasonal. round. Yeah. yeah, but it's uh, in the seasonal section of Ralph's sure. right now. Thanks, Bezos. Yeah, I mean, it's like. I don't even know what you would call those. Let's find out. <laughs> we live in the world. They're where like we can mini get any chefs. Answers. They look like mini. No, chefs it's a ratatouille hat. chef's yes, hat. It's a ratatouille chef's hat. Um, Damn, bro. Those, yeah, yeah. That's that's like really my plan. Um, but also, I'm gonna do maybe like a holiday party for more, like less family, more. Yeah. Cocktaily. Right, and 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 this one, you're not gonna have any dietary restrictions because you're. No, 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 yeah. no, no diet. We I did we did it a couple of years ago. Obviously, skipped COVID. Sure. Um, but we did. You can buy these things on Amazon where it's like a drink fountain. Okay. Where it has a little water pump and you fill it up. Oh, Kind of like yeah. when you see a chocolate fountain. I've seen those. And, and put booze in it. And you can put, yeah, you can put booze in it. Okay. I've seen, shout out to Ford's, the sponsor. Ford's has done events where they have a martini fountain. And uh, martini you, just, fountain. you just put your glass in there and fill it up of a pre-mixed martini. God. 
I would. You know how fast I would end up in it, jail. It was if I was at a party. If you, br- with if you brought that out at a party, like the, the, it's going off the rails so hard. Well, I did that sort of a couple years ago. Sorry, go. You, you just call, they're called pa- paper frills. Paper frills. Paper frills. Yeah, they need, they need like a French name. Sounds like or a store in Echo Park. Yeah. So I was. Yeah. So I, I made. Um, I made a sangria. Okay. Did well, you did you put like the sherry like the traditional thing? Is there's like cognac or sherry in there? Oh no. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. I but it Just was wine. It was very he- no no no. It was very heavy on on holiday warming spices. Okay. Mixed with the wine. Sure. You know, lots of citrus, winter citrus, of course. Sure. But then I poured in, or I learned a long time ago that you can put tequila in sangria. Oh no. And you can't even taste You're it. You're supposed to put like brandy. Like brandy is a traditional I thing. I know. I know. Well, I guess tequila and brandy, it's the same amount of alcohol. Casamigos slides nicely into oh, a sangria. No. Oh, no. And you could you could dump a whole fucking Ooh. bottle of of tequila in there and people will, None will drink the wiser, they'll dude. drink the sangria and be like, "Hmm, this is a little mm. it's yum." But yeah. no one's like, "It's yummy." Smoky? It still tastes good, right? And it's sort of negated by the the strong flavors of your existing Damn. sangria. You want to get the party lit? Well, look, your two families are meeting Drink for the first time. You should do that at the family one and be like, "Yo, Loosen we're about up. to get real friendly Loosen in fuck here." No, fuck! I just turned my <laughs> guest room into an office. There's no bed in there. If I do that, there's gonna be fucking grandma sleeping on on the floor. And people shit. have it's to drive. Much. Yeah, people gotta drive. But um, I did some lamb sliders at okay. this holiday party, which is what I was talking about. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Lamb slider, great. Lamb Little slider. feta cheese. Are, are we doing uh, like a well, king, King's ah. Hawaiian bun? What are we using? Yeah, for King's, Hawaiian, King's Hawaiian horseradish aioli, mm-hmm. caramelized shallots, mm-hmm. arugula, mm-hmm. Bing Bong. It's, that it's, sounds it's great. Bing Bong. I I also think um, I did this over my birthday Thanksgiving weekend uh, when I was just with some friends. Shout out to uh, top ten guest Randy Litke. He helped me and did most of the work. But huge batch of deviled eggs. And I mean, there's nothing like deviled eggs and shrimp cocktail are both the type of foods I feel like I could eat 50. I could eat 50 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and be like totally fine or just have that be the entire meal. Like Like an oyster. Like an oyster. Like I could eat 40 oysters in the course of an afternoon. Feel fantastic. I could eat more shrimp than deviled eggs. I think definitely this, more oysters. Than there's, there's, there. there's a little bit more mayonnaise than mm, in deviled yeah. egg than there well, is. Well, I'll say my fucking shrimp. We were <laughs> coated in mayonnaise. <laughs> Me and Randy were Slippery. making the deviled eggs over the course of the afternoon, and we made a huge batch because we had a lot of eggs. Like how many eggs are you talking? I mean, we probably made at least forty. Well, I guess forty makes twenty deviled eggs because you cut them in half. So we had forty eggs. That makes no. That makes, that makes eighty. I mean, 80 well, no, we had twenty eggs. That, that made, made forty, 40 right. deviled eggs. Call you know, it math. It's eggs fine. on the half shell. And uh, I probably <laughs> ate, I mean, I probably ate at least 25. I will call eggs eggs on the half shell for a menu. Eggs yes. on the half shell. Eggs on the half shell. And I would, I will like hollow out the shell and put them on the shell and make you take it like an oyster. And that was me holding a bed back. of rock salt. Yeah. 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 I'll, 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 I'll like, I'll like <laughs> arrange them. river rocks and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, Little sea that's beans a classy like way. That. You put it out on a rock. It's, it's like, good. damn. Well, I think with deviled eggs, I've made so many of them over my life that Making them in larger quantities is the only way oh, to do it. You, yeah, you, can't, do. you can't make four. No, it's a, it's a, like fool, a, like a fool's a errand. It's Truly. a fool's errand because yeah. you have to have enough uh, products. You're eating them as you make them, too. <laughs> it's like cake mix. You're licking the bowl, man. You're, you want but that. When, if you have enough yolk, 
you can put it in the food processor and then get a nice little or, whip on them. Well, you know, we were putting into plastic bags like a baker squeezes icing or squeezing. Of course, of course. But then there was like leftovers. So I was just going straight right in the, the mouth. mouth. One for you, one for me. That, that is your ready whip. Dude. One for the eggs, one for the doctor. Chef's treat. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So do you have a do you have a kinky little deviled egg recipe or do you keep it pretty straight well, and narrow? In our family, I, there was like just a legendary paprika, um, Christmas where this was years ago in Colorado and... Uh, my my brother's wife's family, someone in her family had caught fresh salmon from Alaska, okay. and you know you send it back like packed on dry ice or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they had they had thawed out this beautiful Alaskan salmon, and I had had quite a bit to drink, and I was like, I'm gonna make deviled eggs, but I did it with the Alaskan salmon, and like somehow I was just th- I was throwing like creme fraiche, I was grabbing shit, mm-hmm. fucking grape poupon. Dicing up chives, throwing all kinds of shit in, sure. mixing it, just kind of in a in a drunken flow state, mm-hmm. and it turned out like the best thing I've ever made in my life. Like <laughs> people were like, "What did you do?" I'm like, "I don't know. I blacked out." Pure alchemy. Pe- people still talk about it. It's uh, the eggs are my Twitter picture banner. If you want to go look at them, have you tried seeing a hypnotist to see if you can step back? Right, and exactly. Find out Regress exactly to that state. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously, you get a good. Smoked salmon, you put that in anything, it's going to be good. So it was really the Alaskan salmon doing the work, but I, I don't know. That was like my crowning achievement of holiday food and just food in general. So maybe maybe I'll try to recreate the magic, but that seems like almost I've a I've never had perhaps. smoked salmon on a deviled egg. I've, oh, I've had caviar, works. but that's about it. And it's a little bacon, Caviar works, for sure. Yeah, I mean, of course. I like what they're doing over at uh, All Day Baby. They got like a crab. Crabs. I think crab and deviled eggs go well, because like Old Bay tastes good on both of those mm-hmm. things. It's a lot of paprika. Bridge. It's the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started. I made a, a. I started doing deviled eggs with like a like a, kind of like a caramelized shallot, like a crispy shallot thing on top. Ooh. But then I started, little, cri- little crisp, little texture. A little yeah. crisp, not full crunchy like French's fried well, onions. You see a lot of people do it with the prosciutto crispy piece. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. nice. Yeah, that's true. But I started hiding the 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 shallots, in the in the half shell and then squirting on top of that, so it's like an optical illusion. Mm. And when you do that. <laughs> Something about like the the, the shallots going first. The shallots like going the, first. The MC Escher of well, fucking you, making deviled eggs. Well, right you could here. hide anything you want. You could hide an engagement ring, caviar, <laughs> shallots, whatever you oh want. Oh my caviar. god, caviar's got to be seen though, because caviar is all about the the visual. But if you're a true tasteful man, I like it. You know what I mean? Maybe you put it's, a little like slice damn. of truffle underneath there. Exactly. Why not? That would exactly. be a move. Why caviar not? down first, and then the filling. You see? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's luxury. That's understated luxury. That's, lux- that's luxury. That's for those who get it. But when you when you do the caramelized kind of cooked down shallots, and you mix that with like the mayo and the and the mustard and all that stuff, the paprika has a little bit of a kind of a tomatoey acidity. Sure. It can start to sort of taste like an in and out double double. We talking smoked paprika or regular? I like regular. Okay. Smoke's too smoky, but it it starts to sort of the devil egg takes sure. on a, a secret sauce Damn. like a, the in and out spread. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Oh, fuck, I'm excited. I'm just excited to eat for the next like. I really want to double some eggs now. Yeah, it's too shit. cold though. Yeah, how do I we mean, make a warm deviled egg? Yeah, deviled eggs are. I don't know. Deviled eggs can kind of exist in any temperature. Like if it's a cold <laughs> night outside, I still want a deviled egg. You like a Palm Springs poolside deviled yeah, egg? Yeah, I could do a poolside deviled egg. I could a do a, one? a buy a roaring fire deviled egg. It's, it's it makes no difference to me. You're yeah. fucked up. Maybe maybe what you put in though, like. By the fire, I could go with like a truffle deviled egg. Whereas if I'm <laughs> in the Palm fire, Springs and yes. I'm by the pool, just a sprinkle of caviar on top. No, a little finger lime, perhaps. Right, See, exactly. this is all too like highbrow, like little little like bites. I just want pigs in a blanket with yeah. mustard. That's yeah, but that's it. harder to make. That's not harder to make. It's actually, dough is involved and it's actually, baking is involved. It's actually easier to make. You, 
doing the eggs, cracking yeah, them, right. peeling right. them, pain make, taking out all the fucking That's another yolks. reason why it hits so good because it's a pain in the it's ass. A labor, to it's a labor of love. Yeah. You're cutting the egg around. The sense, the, the feeling mm-hmm. of completion. Yeah. That, the, you, yeah. It's like running a marathon. Making a deviled egg is like There's a lot a of moving pieces. Um, yeah. That's why it's Making fun. a fucking pig in a blanket is like doing a 5K. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like You're like You got to commit. You got to turn the You're making your own puff pastry from scratch, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm just laminating and laminating and laminating nonstop. Well, this has gotten me super excited for the holidays. Um, I think this is a great place to wrap it up. Jason. Uh, Jason, thank you. Why don't you just like, you know, pl- plug the pod, plug whatever you want to plug. Um, mm-hmm. You are at them jeans on Twitter and Instagram. At them jeans on social media. My podcast is called How Long Gone. There's three episodes every week, Monday, Wednesday, Doing Friday. the work, folks. Yeah. For you. Doing the fucking work Doing out the work, here. Baby. Come um, listen. Obviously, as always, you can find us at YapPod on Twitter and Insta. The Patreon is new. It has the content that we talked about earlier on it. That's patreon.com forward slash YapPod. Get on there for the full 101 restaurant wrap-up. Sure. Um, Joel's at Joel David Miller. i got to read that. I'm at Carl Hess. Um, as always, you can reach us, yap42069 at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh, get on the iTunes. you got to give us a rating. you got to give us a review. We're never going to... Consider it your Christmas present to us. Come on. Yeah, it's, just the, it's the least you can do. Don't do, do the Patreon. Just a good <laughs> yeah, five star. Don't do the... Yeah. Pa- yeah. Patreon's second. Five star rating is first. <laughs> yeah, <it stays>. um, <laughs> Jason, thanks so much for joining us, man. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. Have a, have a beautiful time with both families coming together. Yes. Mm. I, I wish you guys nothing but the best. Guys, thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back next week. Go eat something delicious.